Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. Let's grab our Bibles, Brother Seth, you come, and you give us what the Lord's put on your heart. <clears throat> I just want to say thank you, Pastor, for this opportunity. I really don't want to waste it. We'll be, the first, we'll be jumping around a lot, so. But the first place will be Numbers, uh, I'm sorry, let me get my notes right, chapter 20. And uh, verse 3. This is a little thought that God gave me a while ago and I've been working on. So just a fair warning, this might not be very long, but long as God uses it, I think that's all that matters. But it says, and this isn't anything new, we've read this over and over in the Old Testament, it happens a lot. And the people chayed with Moses and spake, saying, Would God that we had died with our brethren, died before the Lord? And why have you brought, us, brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness? And that we and our cattle should die there? And wherefore have ye made us to come up out of Egypt, to bring us into this evil place? It is no place of seeds, or of figs, or of vines, or of pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And they fell upon their face, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together. And Aaron thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall go give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock, so thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord, as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and said un unto them, here now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lift up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. This is put here, and that's not what God said to do. He didn't say, smite the rock. He said, speak to it. And that's just something that brings out, just thinking about it. And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beast also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, because ye believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the congregation, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. And then we'll be in Deuteronomy chapter 3, 23. And I beseech the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord, God, thou hast began to show thy servant thy greatness and thy mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or in earth that can do according to thy works and according to thy might? I pray thee, let me go over to see the land that is beyond Jordan, that goodly land, that goodly mountain in Lebanon. But the Lord was wrath with me for your sakes and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, Let it suffer thee, speak no more unto me of this. And the topic I want to talk about just for a little bit is missing out on what God has for you. Like I said, it's only a couple of thoughts, so it won't be too long. But as we see, Moses missed out on seeing the Promised Land. This one great thing that he worked so hard for most of his adult life to see. 
doing all these great things and miracles. But the reason why he missed out was because he didn't do it the right way. He didn't get God the glory, and like God said, because you did not sanctify me. And the why he did that and how that happened was because he didn't speak unto the rock. He didn't do what God said. And like I said, we can go about this and do what we want, or we can do what God wants. And too many times we see people, and we see it all over America now, especially in America, where people try to do what God told them to do with their own way. And we see we too can do the same, though. We need to be careful. We too can do it with the wrong attitude or with the wrong intent. Or we can just do it just because we won't have to, not because we get to. Like I've said many times, this isn't, this isn't a right to be up here and speak. I'm not here because I deserve it. That's clearly not the case at all. I'm up here because God told me to. And I don't want to just be up here and just go through the motions and just be done. I want to come up here. I want to be a blessing. I want to be used of God. And it's sad that so many people now these days don't. They just do it because they have to. Or they do it because they want the applause of man. The fact is, I can be eloquent, and not, we all know I'm not at all. Or I can be funny and make people laugh. Or I can just do what God told me to do. And that's the thing, though, is too many people want to feel good about themselves. Too many people want, just want attention. They want to have a big church and boast in that. And they're doing that for the wrong way. And granted, Moses didn't do that. Moses was just tired of fighting with them. He got angry. And that's the thing, though. We need to be long-suffering. We need to be more like Jesus. I think that's the main goal of any Christian. And it's sad that this one mistake, he missed out on something he worked his whole entire life for. And if we're not careful, we can do the same thing. I'm not saying this to scare you, but I'm saying this as a warning. I feel like I've missed out on some things. This revival we had a couple weeks ago. Pastor asked me if I wanted to preach the morning service. And that would be my first revival I ever preached. And that would have been amazing. But because I was so brought down with all these things going on, I missed out on that opportunity. And I, I regret it. And this is why I didn't want to miss on this one. It was really hard to get what I was trying to feel into words, especially with everything going on here lately, but I still wanted to try. I think it's better to be up here and give a lackluster sermon, but know that I try to do it just because I know that's what God wanted me to do, than just not do it at all. And if we're not careful, we can miss out on these opportunities God has for us. We can miss out on being used and helping those. So I think it's more important is this first, my first thought was missing out on the gifts from God. Moses missed out on this great gift, the promised land, this thing that was promised for 400 years ago. And it was just this great promise from God and this thing that they all looked forward to and just were hoping for and wondering what was coming. But honestly, what's more important to me is missing out what I can do for others. Missing out on helping people, talking to them. We can... He can help people. But like Paul said, if we don't have charity, then it's, it's vain. If we just do it because we have to, then there's no point in doing it. You can help somebody, but you treat them like garbage while you're helping them, it's not going to mean much. And like I said, Paul, um, Moses didn't really do much of the things I'm talking about, but there's just thoughts around my head. The only mistake Moses did was he let his anger get to him. He let his anger have more control than anything, and he did something God told him not to do. That's a big mistake that we all can have. But I think it was really important that we don't miss these opportunities. I remember preaching at, I can't remember, I think it's, I feel awful. We were invited there to preach, and I can't remember. But I remember that I was preaching, and I thought, I'm not ready for this. I didn't even know until they said I was preaching that exact day, like that exact moment. So I preached How Not to, not to Be Jonah, my first message, that really old one that I think dragged on for a little too long. But... After it was all done, I thought this was terrible. No one got anything from this. This was just me rambling like an idiot. 
And then I can't really count how many times people came up to me and said that was amazing or that sounded very prideful, I'm sorry. How much that helped or what they needed to hear that. And that was a blessing. I didn't think that it was going to be used. And it was just a blessing. It was an opportunity that I got and that I helped help people. I got to help people. And that was the most important part of it. And like I said, if we're not careful, we can, we can miss out on this. And the thing, though, is like we see in the text, and he besought the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord, thou began to show thy servant great, thy greatness. And he goes through all these things. But the Lord said, But the Lord was wrath with me for your sakes, and will not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, Let it suffer thee, speak no more unto me of this. No matter how many times Moses begged or asked God, God didn't let him. If you read the text, we keep reading. Moses died there. He didn't go into Cana. He didn't see Joshua take back the land and get all these blessings. He missed on that. No matter how many times he begged God, and if we're not careful, we can do the same. We can't go back. We can't change the past. We can't fix our mistakes. And I'm not, so like I said, I'm not saying these to scare you. I've made mistakes. I, I've fumbled and fallen more times than I care to admit. But if we aren't careful, we can lose these forever. And the people that we could have helped, we could have, we could lose it. And nobody knows, I, I, in my whole preaching about Jonah, Jonah ran and he hid and he didn't do it with the right heart. And the people of Nineveh, who knows how many people died before he got there? When you read in different Bibles, when you hear the account of what happened to Nineveh after Jonah, it just fell back into sin. So if we do it with the wrong reason, the wrong heart, we can miss out on so much. And I don't want to miss out. I've been distracted with some things here lately, so I didn't get to study as much as I wanted to, but I tried my best. With what time I had, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed that God would use this, because that's all that matters, if God uses this. So the first thing I want to say, before I ramble on longer than I need to, is we make sure we don't make mistakes like this. And I know we're humans, and we'll make mistakes when we fall. We make sure we just don't waste the opportunities we get. We don't waste everything God has given us. But I also want to say, if you had made mistakes, if you have wasted time, and like I said, I am an instance of this. I have, too. I felt like I have wasted a lot of time. Like David, David made a huge mistake, something that we would say, I've heard a lot of preachers say, they wish they'd just take that out of the Bible, and that never happened, because how big that was. But like David, he got right with God. He did what God told him. And we know him as God, a man after God's own heart. And that's just an amazing thing. That's what I want to be. I want that somebody could say that I'm a man after God's own heart. So if you make a mistake, you fumble, you waste time, don't, don't just give up, don't stop trying. Keep going, just make sure the next time God gives you something, don't waste it. Yeah. And then we're moving on to uh, Corinthians, no, no, I'm sorry, I can't, Chronicles, sorry. Second Chronicles is my next thought. Chronicles chapter 6, um, 16, sorry. 16, yes, it's just 16, chapter, verse 1. Now, I probably spent about 40 minutes listing people pronounce these names over and over again. So I'm going to give it my best, but it might not be perfect. And it says, In the 16th and, th and 13th year of the reign of Asa, ba <laughs> missing it. Basha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built Ramoth to the intent that he might let none go in, go out, or come in unto Asa, king of Judah. And Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasure of the house of the Lord, and out of the king's house, and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Assyria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, There is a league between me and thee, as there was between my father and thy father. 
Behold, I have sent thee silver and gold. Go, break thy league with Basha, king of Israel, that he may depart from thee. And Bedhadad hearkened to king Asa's Asa, and sent the captains of his armies against the cities of Israel, and they smote Aijah, Dan, Abilon, Abimon, sorry, and all the storehouses in Nepal. And it came to pass when Basha heard it that he left off building of Ramoth and let his work cease. And then Asa the king took all Judah, and they carried away the stones of Ramoth and the timber thereof, which wherewith Basha was building. And he built there Geba and Mepha. And at that time, Hanani, the seer, came to Asa, king of Judah, and said unto him, Because thou hast relied on the king of Assyria, and not relied on the Lord thy God, therefore it is the host of the king sorry, therefore is is the host of the king of Assyria escaped out of thy hand. Were not the Eph um I know the word, I just can't say it for some reason. Ethiopians and the Libans, a huge host with a very many chariots and horsemen. Yet because thou relied, thou didst rely on the Lord, he delivered them into thy hand. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. Then Asa was wrath with the seer, and put him in a prison house, for he was wrath with him, with him because of this thing. And Asa oppressed some of the people at the same time. And behold, the acts of Asa, first and last, lo, they are written in the books of the kings, kings of Judah and Israel. And Asa, in the thirty and ninth year of his reign, was diseased in his feet, until his disease was exceedingly great. Yet, in this disease he sought not the Lord, but to the physicians. And Asa slept with his fathers, and died in the one and fourteenth year of his reign. And they buried him in his own sepulchre, which he had made for himself in the city of David, and laid him in the bed which, he was, which was filled with sweet odors and diverse kinds of spices prepared by the apothecaries, the art. And they made a very great burying for him, burning for him. And my second thought is, missing out on being used of God. And it's sad to say that there are many people here, like we see. Like it says, the Ethiopians, Limnons, were they not of a great host? This wasn't the first time he had a war. This wasn't the first time he had a challenge. But for some reason he lost faith in God. For some reason he lost faith in God that he would do what he's already done and promised. And I understand it's hard sometimes to trust in somebody's promise that they're going to do something in the future. But when they time and time again have proven that they can do it, then it makes a little less sense. And I also want to talk about that he didn't just lose an opportunity with God and to take down a giant nation. The take down a nation that was known for just being heathens and wicked. He also lost everything God gave him. He gave all the treasure, all the gold and the silver. He also lost, what I think is more important, his fellowship with God. He went from having these great battles and winning to being extremely diseased in his feet and having no relation with God. And it says, yet in this disease he sought not the Lord. And I think... A lot of people, I feel like, read the Old Testament and think, well, God says this, and that's it. And I believe God's word is final. But if we look and we see, God's not going to just ditch us and leave and be done using us. We see it with Abraham. Abraham talked about Sodom and Gomorrah. He destroyed him just because of the wickedness, about the 50 people, and he got it all the way down. He talked to God until he got all the way down to one person. And I believe, I believe that if Asa talked to God, he spoke with him and begged him to forgive him and got right with him, this disease would just be gone like that. But he didn't. He let his bitterness and his anger just spiral out of control until he lost everything. 
And I feel like we can do the same. We can let the circumstances of our lives control everything. And we can lose what's important. And I want to be used of God. I think that's, if everyone here is right, I think everyone here wants to be used of God to do something. And my biggest fear is missing out on being used, not taking the opportunity He's given me, letting my life slide into somewhere just because of what happened to me and have more power and more place than it should. And like I said, if we're not careful, we can do the same. This seems like a very big theme with this. If we're not careful, we can do the same. And I think that's true. I think I've seen too many people just fall away. They were in good churches and were being taught right and had something for God and God gave them something and they just gave up and fell away. And it's sad to see that and it's sad to know that does happen. And I just can't imagine how Asa felt when he, Hananiah said that to him, that, that God, he missed out. To know that God could have used him to have another great battle, maybe even more if he just kept going. And I just, um, it's a big fear of mine. And I know that I can't say that I haven't seen a storm or two and wondered if God's going to do something. I can't say I haven't. I, I'm very guilt, guilty of that. But I know that God can. I've seen it time and time again, He can. And I think what matters is if you are scared God can't, you don't leave God. You don't ditch Him just because you think He might not make it. But you look at His promises and you look at what He's done in the past and know that He can. I think everyone in this place knows that there's been a couple storms going on here recently. And a lot has been happening, and I don't, I don't think I can say that I understand it at all. But I know that God has a reason for it, and I, I, I can't leave. I don't want to leave. And I don't want to miss out on what He has. And I think if we're not careful, we can do the same. I've seen greater men fall than me, and I think that's really sad and horrible to think and see. But I know that if I stick here, and I stay here, and I do what God tells me to do, I know I'm not going to regret it. I know that it won't be a waste. But I think the most important thing is, and I'll leave with this, is that when there's a storm, and there's a struggle, and there's just no, you don't know if you're going to make it or not. You don't give up on God. And you don't get mad at the people around you that have nothing, that have nothing but love for you. And it said that he oppressed the peop some of the people the same. And he said that he also put Hananiah in the prison house. And all Hananiah was doing was telling him something God told him. And also, I don't believe that Hananiah said this just to be a discouragement, to be a thorn in his side, and just to try and put him down. I fully believe he said this because he wanted him to get right with God. He wanted him to keep going and be the great king he was and to win more battles like he did in the past. And I want to say that, yes, we'll probably in our lifetime miss an opportunity or two. We'll make a mistake. And we might regret it, but I think the most important thing is not to give up, not to leave, and not to get bitter. Because if we get bitter and we give up, we're just going to miss more. And that won't fix the problem. And that's all I have. And thank you for giving me time. But just to say this, a couple of thoughts. I want to thank God for the opportunity. And I think, I think hopefully he used me. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website bbclexington.com.